standing by from Washington, D.C., where she works uh, on Capitol Hill for Fox News. I kind of feel like it, I kind of feel like you're our own. It's our own Aisha Husney. Aisha, hi. Hi, I feel like I am too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, and I understand, and we've proven this with our previous little text that we did earlier today. You and I get along well. We like each other, but you love the lovely Mrs. Miller far more than me, and that's okay. Oh, so does God. everybody else. A million times more. Oh, there's <laughs> no question love, about it. But my love is deep. My love is deep. There's plenty of it to go around. I see. How are you, dear? You doing all right? I'm okay. Busy, yeah. I think the last time I saw you was there on the rooftop of your offices there in D.C. when I was there uh, with the fair uh, meeting that we were having there. And you came and you spent time at our booth there that day. And here we are spending time again. So let's get to the issue at hand. Exactly where were you last night? Were you on Capitol Hill? Were you in a specified newsroom? Where were you? I was. I was in statutory hall. So if anyone's ever been to the Capitol Hill uh, compound. It's very large. Uh, Statutory Hall is the beautiful rotunda that leads into uh, the House chamber. Right. So that's where, if you're watching the State of the Union address last night, you saw all the different senators and uh, perhaps the Supreme Court justice, everyone that was in attendance, most of them walk through uh, that hallway through Statutory Hall. So that's where I was. And I wasn't. I don't get to be inside because once you're inside, you can't leave. And I did need to leave to be on, on air for right. Fox. So, right. um, so, uh, but I could hear some of the cheers and jeers and audience clapping and things like that from where I was. So just, I don't, I don't need names here, uh, but as you, as I know sometimes you guys do, as you encounter each other and you're talking to each other, you know, people from your network, people from other networks, that kind of thing. What was the general feel of the speech? Terrific? Okay? Fair? Full of truth? Full of flaws? I mean, did you have any kind of a takeaway? Well, I think most of us, you know, we we weren't expecting this to be a blockbuster. I think um, we kind of had an idea, and we get some excerpts of the speeches before they actually are delivered. So we kind of had an idea of what the goal was for the White House, which is to, you know, trump up really uh, what they've done when it comes to jobs, the economy, and how they've brought some prices of, I guess, uh, gas down, um, among other things. Um, but a lot of folks, you know, at least on the Hill recently, as of late, have been really um, interested in what's happening with China, right? I mean, the whole country sort of stood still, looked up, and realized, hey, we're being watched. Mm-hmm. We're under surveillance. And so, and that is what lawmakers are talking about. I mean, that is what the hearings are about right now. They're getting a huge intel briefing tomorrow, both the House and Senate. Uh, the DOD is coming in, the DNI, State Department officials. So that is on top of mind. And the president didn't get to it until about an hour in. And when he did, Pat, it was about 200 words out of the 7,000-word Right. So what does that tell you? Yeah. Yeah. And and because when when he comes away, you know, now, uh, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre, she can now say, well, you know, as you know, in his speech, the president covered that the other night. But like you said, it was so minuscule uh, based to the rest of everything that was said. It was kind of there 
but it wasn't there. I played one of his cuts a while ago, Aisha, uh, and, and in that, when he talked about the fact that, you know, we need to stand up against China any time that they sit there and they're, uh, you know, they're they're encroaching on our liberties, and they did, and we did. And I'm like, you shot it down once it was out over the Atlantic Ocean, for crying out loud. You, you were like about six days too late from thumping your chest on that one. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, I think that people at home, uh, I think the spin sometimes is that, oh, the, the criticism that the president gets only comes from Republicans. Well, that's not true. No. I mean, and that's not fair. There are plenty of Democrats that sit on these very important committees like Intel, um, Foreign Affairs, um, Armed Services, really important you know, committees that deal with China um, that are concerned. I mean, we have a Democrat, a uh, senator from Montana, John Tester, who is holding a hearing tomorrow mm-hmm. on, um, you know, the decisions that the military made. Why? You know, he wants to know why was this aircraft even allowed to enter into U.S. airspace, of course, into his home state of uh, Montana. So there are plenty of um Democrats out there that are, that are curious to find out more information, who knew what, when, all of that. Um, it's not just a Republican criticism. No, it's not. And in fact, you know, the thing of, well, he did the right thing. He waited until it was out over the ocean, and so it, it, it couldn't hurt anybody out there. Well, Aisha, I guess we could tell a day and a half from the last thing I've read from the from the Pentagon. They had about a day and a half warning that at the height that that thing was, as it was coming near the Aleutian Islands, it was going to cross into our airspace. Okay, why didn't they take it down right then? I mean, because if you violated us by 250 feet, you violated our airspace. And if they had taken it down then, it wouldn't have landed on anybody there either. Well, I think what defense officials have said, and, and, they've, and they've sort of tried to address this, Pat, is they, they've said, look, when it was over the Aleutian Islands, it was only over our airspace for a very short amount of time. We wouldn't have time, had had time to shoot it down. Um, I know there's a lot of um, rules when it comes to international waters. You don't want to create an international incident. Um, and, and there will be more questions about that. I think the bigger questions that are now coming out are, you know, the fact that we didn't even know about these things um, during the Trump administration, right. or at least not enough, um, not enough like we should. Um, and we're only starting beginning to learn about them now because now we have one in our hands. Um, so I think that is a, little, is a little bit terrifying. I mean, that's just like an American citizen, not just a journalist. I mean, just to realize that, wow, these things have been floating above us for yep. years. Yep. And, and and we really had no idea. Well, and when people say, yeah, but it was floating up there. But, I mean, we can get a whole lot more out of satellites than we can that thing. From what I hear and from what I re- read from some people in and around the Pentagon, that's not necessarily true. Uh, the yeah. distance for the satellite and the fact the satellite doesn't have the ability to just sit there and hunt. Cover, and yet this particular aircraft did, and it's over, you know, it passed over, I think, seven right. seven sensitive areas in the United States. Okay, right. that makes me a little nervous. Yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously we can jam satellites. We know how to deal with that. That threat is constant. We've been dealing it for a number of years. I think what's scary about this is that there are so many different types of these uh, aircraft. Um, we only have one. Apparently, there are, there are others that look different, have different capabilities. Um, some of them have really high-tech cameras, um, and not to mention, it's lower than a, than a, than a satellite. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that it would be able to get much better resolution photographs of whatever it was hovering above it, especially if it was a military base. Um, so I th- I'm hopeful that we'll learn more about whatever this stuff was carrying. I mean, some of it's already in the FBI lab in Quantico. They're already digging through it. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful we'll learn more. I know that we'll hopefully hear from some of these senators and members tomorrow uh, about what they learned in these uh, closed-door classified briefings. Well, and what I loved about all that, didn't love it, but I mean, what was I, what I found curious, how about that, is, um, you know, we're sitting there like we're, you know, patting our chest and we're so amazing. China kept saying, it's that's not ours, it's from an independent company in our country. They're up there checking out weather or something. And then you start finding out what was in it. Well, if they didn't care, when we blew it out of the sky, they sure seemed to care an awful lot all of a sudden. Yeah. I, if they wanted to track the weather, they could have just downloaded the Fox News weather app. See, that's exactly that what I said more, yesterday. That would have been more accurate. Yeah. You know, I think that I think I think some intelligence officials um, in the last couple of days that have been on the Hill testifying have, have made a point to say, look, we also learn we glean a lot of information based off of how China responds. The fact that, you know, they were almost um, embarrassed in the very beginning and sort of regretful uh, tells us a lot. It could tell us that they didn't mean to get caught, you know, that they kind of screwed up. Somebody yeah. made, a, made a mistake and, and their balloon got caught or, or maybe they didn't even realize their balloon was going to do so well and be able to hover over the mainland that long. Um, and, and the fact that they're now lashing out and saying, look at us, you know, we're making such a big deal out of it. I think that also shows, um, reveals a lot about their thinking. So um, I, I think right now what's going to happen is both sides are going to try to create some distance. Um, and then eventually, you know, that Secretary Blinken meeting will be back on the books. And then we'll see what the administration does. Yeah, let's uh, let's see if, if, you know, if we go over and let's say we, we launch a balloon from Ukraine or something and it makes its way to the western coast well, of China. Well, I'm sure we have our own. Yeah. I'm sure we have our own espionage. <laughs> oh, I know, but I just want to float our own 200-foot balloon over China and see how long before they shoot that puppy down. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so circling back real quick, I sounded just like Jen Psaki, yeah. didn't I? Let me circle back. Going going back to the speech. Um what what is your main takeaway from it? It just seemed to me and, and I, I pulled out at least seven fabrications, yeah. lies, less than truth, something where the president, uh, even if he is not at full capacity, as some people say he's not, he was fully aware, I think, of many of the things that he was saying. Um, what do you well, think? Well, he was made aware. Yeah. What, what, what do you, <laughs> yeah there you go. What, what do you think was to be gained by giving a speech where there were so many um, false statements that are so easily disproven. Do you think that the people now? Here's here's my conspiracy theory. Do you think there's people actually working on his speeches, and they're working with the Democrats behind the scene that don't want him on the ticket again in in two more years? I don't think that's the case. I think they absolutely want him on the ticket. And I think I think the speech last night was a big. Um, uh, almost like a prelude um, to to an announcement for 2024. Look, I think the biggest moment last night, and everyone's been talking about it, is this moment where the GOP checked him 
and called him out on what he was saying about, um, you know, these debt ceiling talks and how he was accusing Republicans right. of wanting to right. cut into Social Security and Medicare. And over and over and over again, Republicans, including Kevin McCarthy, have come out and said that is not true. That is just false. It is off the table. They've talked to, now they haven't quite delivered on what they actually want to cut. Uh, we don't have details on that. So, but I think it was an, an interesting moment because, um, you know, the, the state of the unions are, are really changing, Pat. I'm, I'm sure you remember some from like 10 years ago. They don't look like this. It's starting to sound like, you look more like the British House of Commons where people, you're getting live animated reaction. Yep. Um, and I thought what was really neat and interesting was that the president was then reacting to the reaction. So you almost got a peek, a glimpse of these debt ceiling negotiations that usually happen behind closed doors were really happening live on TV. I thought that was really neat. Um, but I thought it was also a big win for the GOP in that now uh, they've taken away a tool from the White House. Now the White House can't really come out and continue this you know, theory that the GOP is trying to cut into Social Security and Medicare because, you know, that was really um, uh, debunked, I would say, during the seat of the union. And everybody got up and clapped when the president said, you know, hey, we can all agree at least on this, that, that we're united in protecting our seniors. So yeah. I, think they've, I think they've lost a tool. I, I, I think when the, when the Republicans basically mildly jeered him or you know did their the the unified booze you know like uh, not true whether well, i mean they i think i'm a liar yeah. mpg called him liar <laughs> yeah well i yeah well you know marjorie taylor green did she shouted it and in my view yeah. i think she crossed a line that i think was unseemly um i yeah. i I think you could have booed and all that. And then the next time you're in front of the camera, just say, you know, we've done some checking. And I'm convinced now, more than I was the night of the speech, that what the president said was, in fact, totally untrue. Yeah. I, I, I think. And you, could see, and you could see Kevin McCarthy trying. Oh, yeah. He tried to shush him and, and kind of rein yes, it in. Trying. Yep. Exactly. Aisha, I got to run. I'm really sorry. You know what the clock is like around here. And, uh, of course. Yep. Hey, listen, you've gone a long way from the other side of my glass here in the newsroom. Very proud of you, as always. And like I told you on the text, Mama Kim says hi. I appreciate it so much. And hello to all the listeners out there. I miss you all in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And um, talk to you soon, Pat. Get you back here shortly. That's Aisha Husney from Fox News. And always glad to have her on. Back with more straight ahead. This is Pat Miller on Wobo 1190 AM, 107.5 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.